Welcome to the Feel Strong Fitness Podcast. Fitness, nutrition, and lifestyle programs created for your goals and your reality. No magic pills, no judgments, and no time to waste. Let's get into it. Hi, hello, and welcome to the Feel Strong Fitness Podcast. My name is Justin McClintock. Thank you so much for tuning in, downloading, getting this in your ears. Today, we are talking about a question that comes up all the time, and that is, are you working hard enough? And we get this from people who are just starting their exercise journey, people with a relatively young training history. We get it all the time from people who've been training for a while and are either hitting a plateau or have changed their goal and want to go for this goal a little harder with a little more motivation, as well as really advanced athletes trying to tune in what they're doing. And it is often, the concern is often presented as, am I doing enough? Should I be doing more? Should I add in another whatever, another squat day, a speed day, a technique day, or another session? Should I be doing two-a-days here and there? And the answer is, maybe. Maybe. It depends. And there's lots of ways to look at this. We're going to get a little philosophical and pretty stinking tactical here. So hang on. Let's start with what are you doing in a session? And I want to talk about warm-up sets versus working sets, right? Super tactical, super practical. If you are looking at a program, this is all, if you get something from us, this is all explained at the very beginning. We talk about uh, how we treat working sets and all of that. But let's assume if this is in your ears, you're not necessarily following a feel strong, strong program. I don't know why you wouldn't, but let's go with that assumption. Typically, programs are written with only working sets. What is a working set? Generally, depending on your goals, but generally, I say that a working set cannot be below 60 or 65% of your one rep max. This is assuming we're not doing sets of 40 or something like that, which is a thing that can happen. But for most programs, most of the time, you want every set to be at least a little bit of a challenge. Now, it depends what phase of a cycle you're in. If you're working on volume slash accumulation, maybe you're focusing on intensity, maybe it's a one rep max kind of day, maybe it's pure strength training. Depending on where you are in your cycle and what your specific goals are, every working set should be a bit of a challenge. So for example, classic five by five back squats. Maybe you're raising the weight every time. Maybe you're going to find one weight and stay at it. For example, if we start with our 60% being the lowest bar we want for a working set, really like 65, but let's say 60 for ease of math. Perhaps you do a set of five at 60%, a set of five at 70%, a set of five at 75%, a set of five at 80%, and that was really hard, so you do one more set at 82%. Great, five by five, totally legit working sets. Now, if your goal is more strength endurance, or if you're in a more intense part of your cycle, those same five sets could absolutely be five sets by five at 80%. A much harder prescription, both are still working sets. So I'm not telling you you have to raise your percentages. This is a different phase of the program you might be in. Volume accumulation at the beginning, building up in that weight might be entirely appropriate. If you are relative, have a relatively young training age, if you've only been lifting weights for a year or two, 
60, 65, 70, building up like that totally makes sense. If you've been doing this a while and you're trying to get stronger, you probably need to spend more time at those heavier percentages. What I'm trying to show is that you don't necessarily need to do more sets. Now, certainly five by five at 80%, you're not just going to throw 80% on the bar and start working there. You will warm up, you know, 40%, 55%, 65%, 75%, and now you're ready to go. So whatever that, whatever I just said, four sets to get to your working sets. Maybe if you were doing your working sets starting at 65%, you would only need two warm up sets, but we've only added two total sets, two warm-up sets, to get to your working sets, same number of working sets, and we've gotten literally more work done. You've moved more weight, you've done more work, with, of course, the caveat always being these have to be really quality reps. Typically, if on 5x5, five five, we want that bar moving pretty stinking fast on the way up. If you are grinding through reps in your third set, you've bitten off more than you can chew, you're doing lower quality work, it's time to back off. Now, all of this is always in relation to your goals. What are your goals? If your goals are to get fit, be healthy, look good, have fun, get a little sweaty, you're probably already working hard enough. It's probably okay. If you have more specific goals, if you're trying to increase strength or uh, hone in on a particular skill, you're going to be competing, things like that, then the working set, warm-up set, are you working hard enough, changes a little bit. Another way to look at are you working hard enough is RIR or RPE, which is reps in reserve is RIR, and RPE stands for rate of perceived exertion. We will very typically assign these within programming so you know how hard something should feel. And this is a great way to auto-regulate what you're doing because it bends and flexes depending on how you're feeling that day, what your stress levels are, what else is going on in your life. Back to our five by five example. If I was looking for that second example, if I kind of wanted someone to do five by five at 80%, but either we didn't have a good one rep max to go off of, or for whatever reason, I wanted them to just feel it out, I would assign five by five RIR two. So five sets by five reps, reps in reserve two. What that means is after the fifth rep is done, you should think you probably have two quality reps, not five, not 10, only two, which means it's pretty tough. That's a pretty good gauge for 80%. And that lets it change day to day, but also within the set. Let's say you're like, okay, I'm going to go for five by five RR2. You load up and you, you warm up, you warm up. And as you're warming up, let's say you're doing sets of five, the first set of five, you're like, well, that was really easy. Put some weight on the next set of five. That's still pretty easy. Next set of five, well, I think I had three or four reps. That means all of those sets were warm-up sets. None of those counted as working sets. The next set, you bump up the weight a little bit, and it feels right. You're like, whew, I think I, think I probably ha had two reps left, but only two reps. You're going to stay at that weight. If three sets from then, if on your fourth set, you do five reps and are like, whoa, I don't think I had a single rep left in me. Now we need to bump the weight down because you've gone beyond the RIR prescription. And we wanna keep you in that RIR prescription for some very specific reasons. If I'm writing the programming, it has a lot to do with speed and explosiveness. We wanna keep moving that weight really fast, having you really grind out a approximately 80% weight is probably not that useful. 
There are some certainly some neurological advantages, maybe some mindset advantages, but generally we want you to be moving a little bit faster. So if that fourth set was actually RIR zero or RIR one, where you would drop the weight back to try and make your fifth set RIR two. RPE, you can trade RIR and RPE. Some people understand one a little more instinctively and that's what we go with. Rate of perceived exertion is just how hard something is. Uh, one is just sitting in bed, lying, not moving at all. 10 is an absolute one rep max, total red line effort. That was everything you had to give. We will generally spend most of our time between seven and nine. 10 is an absolute max out. Much below seven is usually a warm up set kind of thing. So RPE seven, with an RPE seven, we're probably doing sets of eight to 10 or more and still have plenty left in the tank. It is work. Seven out of 10 is definitely work, but there's plenty left over. You still have energy. You could absolutely go again without a whole lot of rest. And we bump it up seven, eight, nine. I don't usually play a lot of like 7.5, 8.75. Some coaches like to get in there, but I don't really believe most people can judge an 8.5 versus an 8.75 RPE, but maybe I'm wrong. So RIR, RPE, another way to look at how hard you're working. If you're doing these sets, this five by five, but you always have three, four, five reps left in the tank, maybe you're not going hard enough here. And if you want to get more out of each working set, being really efficient, looking at that rate of perceived exertion or looking at that reps in reserve can be a great way to measure how hard you're going. Keep in mind, if your instinct is to throw in some more sets, throw in some more sessions, throw in some more training days, that at some point there will absolutely be diminishing returns. Sometimes adding in a little more of the right thing is exactly the right thing. A lot of times adding in more stuff is just adding in more stuff and you're being inefficient. You're taking up a lot of your own time, uh, basically wasting your time. And you're going to start seeing diminishing returns from the amount of effort and time you're putting in. Either you won't be able to sufficiently recover from the training. Typically, this is what happens. You're sleep goes to hell, you're sore all the time, you start getting hurt, you start getting overuse injuries, you start developing tendinopathies, super bad stuff, really no fun at all, and or the quality of your workouts in general start going down. You're going so hard and your sessions are so long or you're doing multiple sessions a day that yes, you are doing two or three hours in the gym and getting a lot of work done, but the quality of that work is diminishing. And because of that, your results will be diminished. Think about that. If you do your squats and your core work and your speed work and your functional fitness work, and it you do all of that every single day, you are likely going to see slower, less efficient, less effective results from all of those. You will not get as strong, you will not get as fast, your function will not be increased at the rate we want it to. None of these things are allowed to own the day and give you the potentially great results you want from each of these because you're mixing seven different programs or attending four different classes or whatever it is you're doing. There are absolutely ways to make long, effective sessions. There are absolutely ways to work on strength and work on speed, but you have to be really specific. Mixing a bunch of stuff together is probably not the way to go. As someone who writes programs, and everyone I know who writes programs says this, 
don't mix six different programs from six different people together. It's very unlikely to work because they weren't designed to do that. No one feels bad if you take one of my programs and mix it with one of CompTrain's programs and mix it with one of Gymnastics Body's programs and you're like, hey, no, this stuff isn't really working. None of us will feel bad because it was not designed to do what you're doing. You were trying to make it do something it was never intended to do. So not only am I not surprised, I'm relatively disinterested that it isn't working. If you want a program that will work toward being a competitive CrossFitter with some high-level gymnastics skills and keep you out of pain and keep your function high, we can do that. And there's lots of other people, not just us. There are high-level programmers all over the world absolutely capable of creating that program I just described. You stapling four things together probably isn't it. On, are you working hard enough? Let's talk long workouts. Remember, long workouts are not the same as hard workouts. This is related to you stapling four programs together. Spending three hours in the gym is not necessarily a sign that any quality work has been done. It's just a sign that you spent three hours there. You can go incredibly hard for 20 minutes and get some huge results out of it depending on what your goals are, of course, but it is hard to imagine a discipline where we couldn't create a really effective 20 minutes. Now, maybe that isn't mentally satisfying. Maybe you don't get sweaty enough. Maybe you feel like you have more energy to give, but we can be really effective within 20 minutes. We can be super effective within 45 minutes to an hour. Once we go beyond that, we're probably getting a little bit specialized. Certainly if I'm writing a competitive Olympic lifting program, those sessions are typically going to, be, going to be a little bit longer than that because we're mixing technique, some really high level lifting, and typically also some strength, skill, accessory elements on top of that. And the nature of those things, even just the setup and getting ready for those things, is that it typically takes more like 60 to 90 minutes, uh, not 20 to 45 minutes. But for your average person, for someone who wants to get fit, be healthy, be well, look good, be able to get out of their chair when they're 85, all of that stuff, you probably don't have to do three hours in the gym. If you like being in the gym for that long, if the gym is your happy place, if that's where your friends are, then there are ways to design those three hours so it keeps working for you. Doing different things, making sure that d your day-to-day, week-to-week looks like something a little bit intentional, that way you can keep getting the results, which makes it really satisfying, which will also allow you to keep that motivation up. What we hate to see is when someone decides they're going to exercise, decides they're going to change things, they're changing their goals, or maybe they're starting exercise for the first time, and they do two and a half hours in the gym, five days a week, right out of the gate. That person is very unlikely to be in the gym six weeks from that day. They just burn out. It's too hard. They go too hard. It's too long. It isn't effective. It certainly isn't efficient. It starts eating their life. You do not have to be in the gym for three hours to get some tremendous results. I think the last piece I'm going to talk about with are you working hard enough is remembering that being sore does not equate with working hard. They both may show up or they may exist separate from each other. Judging how sore you are after a workout is a very bad gauge of how good, quote unquote, or hard or effective that workout was. 
I never seek to make people sore. Now, people get sore from my stuff all the time, and I don't feel bad about it. It's very natural, but it is not the effect we're looking for. We're looking for adaptation. Yes, we are damaging your muscles a little bit so they can get stronger, repair, build new muscles, get bigger, get longer, all that stuff. Yes, we are intentionally stressing and damaging your muscles. You don't necessarily need to feel sore from this stuff. Being sore is fine. Being sore for a long time is not fine and potentially is a warning sign. If you have a hard session and you're sore the next day or even two days later feeling pretty sore from it, that's okay. If four or five days later you're still feeling beat up, something might be wrong and maybe you went way, way too hard. If you are sore every day, if you're always feeling beat up from your workouts, if you're always having a hard time going up the stairs or lifting your arms over your head or just feeling like you've had the snot beaten out of you, something is wrong. It isn't necessarily the workout, but you should be recovering from this far better. This is when we start examining certainly the workout that you're doing, but also your sleep, your diet, the stress levels in your life. Why aren't you able to recover from this? Being sore isn't necessarily a failing. As I said, being sore the next day or two days later, basically acceptable, especially if we're doing challenging work. No one's saying it's comfortable, no one's saying it's easy, but it is sometimes with some workouts, you are going to be a bit sore. It should not be something that echoes for four, five, six days, and you shouldn't be sore all the time. Chasing that soreness is a bad ind indication of how hard and how good the workout is. Don't seek to be sore, seek to move toward your goals. Seek to be stronger, seek to be faster, seek to be healthier, seek to be able to get out of a chair when you're 85. These are all great goals. Just being sore is a terrible goal. And I know some people like it because it gives them that feedback that they did something hard. It gives them that feedback that, oh, I really went hard. I really worked hard. I went so hard in the gym that I can still feel it two days later. I understand that feedback and I'm telling you it is misplaced. It is not a pump after a big lifting session. It's just soreness. Don't seek soreness. It is not the reward you're looking for. And it does not, study after study after study has shown that being sore doesn't equate with better muscle growth, doesn't equate with better adaptation. It doesn't indicate what you think it indicates. So stop chasing soreness. I think we're going to call it there on are you working hard enough? If you have any questions about this, always feel free to reach out. Instagram is usually the easiest place to find us at feelstrongfit. As always, thank you so much for sharing. If you can subscribe, review this podcast, that actually helps a lot. Every time someone reviews it, it bumps us up in like the search algorithm so people can find us on the Apple Podcasts or the Spotify or the Google Play or however you're listening to this in your ears. We really appreciate the shares. We really appreciate the referrals. If you have any questions, DM us on Instagram. I'm Justin McClintock. Feel strong. Thank you, everyone, so much for listening. Please visit us at feelstrong.me. Find us on Instagram at feelstrongfit. You can DM us to get started, pick our brain. Rate and review us on iTunes. Please, five stars there. It makes a really big difference. And folks, remember, we don't work with everyone, but we'll talk to anyone. If you're ready to get started today, so are we. Thank you again, and feel strong. <laughs>